Hello, teacher friends, and welcome to episode 43 of the Beyond Measure podcast. (laughs) My name is Christina Whitlock, and I am so glad you tuned in today to score some time with your anytime piano teacher friend. I am here for a hug or a high five, whatever your need may be, anytime you need one. Last week, we spent some time talking about how important it can be to limit our words, as well as to do everything we can to maximize the effectiveness of the words that we do use, right? So if you happened to listen last week, I asked you to consider something that you find yourself saying a lot in lesson time. (laughs) Well, I'm asking you to consider the same thing this week. Now, last week's prompt was to consider something you say often, specifically um, in the vein of things that you might wish that you didn't have to say all the time. (laughs) This week, we're going to take a slightly different slant on that prompt. So I want you to think of something that you say all of the time, but maybe just because it's something that you really want to ingrain into your students' brains. (laughs) Of course, music teachers are full of wisdom that applies far beyond our studio walls. I mean, we're awesome that way, right? (laughs) But I want you to think about one of those bigger picture concepts that you hope your students will always remember as a result of their time with you. Now, in the name of using our words in the most effective way possible, I want you to consider if there's any way that you could turn the words you're thinking about right now into like a studio mantra of sorts for the year. (laughs) You can think of it as a mantra or a motto, a theme, a focus, a studio goal, a really short vision statement. (laughs) It doesn't matter what you want to call it, but if you're still not sure where I'm going with this, let me explain. Over the past several years, I have chosen what I call a studio mantra for the new school year. So this is something, of course, that you could still implement now, or you could wait until January, or really there's no bad time to start this. So whenever, really. But this can work in lots of different ways. For me, I settle on my motto for the year which is, by the way, definitely the hardest part. (laughs) But then I use that statement, any chance I can. (laughs) Like, whenever I can use it, I use it. So, for example, I have, like, one of those letter boards that have been super trendy in the last several years. And each year, I post that year's mantra on that board. And that is a board that my students can see, like in a clear line of sight from the piano when they're in the studio. So I also give my students custom binders each year so that they can keep track of any music or materials that I've printed here at home. Well, actually, to be more precise, I don't actually give them new binders every year. 
but I do change out their cover sheets on their binders every year. <laughs> I kind of love designing like super cute cover sheets and I include their name and my contact information, some nice graphics, and of course, the studio mantra for the year. <laughs> so as with a lot of things I talk about, after a year or two of doing this, this will become part of your studio culture and students will start to ask like throughout the summer months about, ooh, what's our new motto going to be this year? So I love to do that. I include it in studio communications for the year, on recital programs, studio holiday cards, whatever you can name, I plop that studio motto on those publications. Okay, so it's well ingrained in my students and their families. They know kind of what we're working for that specific year. I have a feeling you might be thinking something like, well, that's all well and fine, friend. But it sounds like it's a lot of work for something that is sort of borderline superficial. Am I right? <laughs> well, it seems like a fair point, but I'm going to tell you why you are wrong about that. <laughs> so we established last week that you can't give attention to everything because if you do, you end up focusing on nothing, right? Well, this includes our words. So yeah, music teachers are armed with like crazy amounts of wisdom, right? <laughs> but I think many of us are also prone to heaping all of that wisdom onto our students in large amounts, <laughs> which makes it very difficult for them to bring actual change to their mindsets. Here's a slightly unrelated example. So several years ago, our church was in transition with our leadership, and we had an interim pastor come in who was truly just a really precious soul. He was so wise, and he had many, many good ideas. <laughs> in fact, he really had too many great ideas. <laughs> His sermons were often well over an hour long. And in these messages, he would dole out just brilliant point after brilliant point. And I mean, like five minutes into the message, I felt like I had a really great, solid takeaway from that day's service. But then came more and more <laughs> and way more takeaways that by the time he was done, my brain was just spinning in a state of overwhelm. It was just too much. It was great advice. It was just sage wisdom. But I couldn't do anything with that overwhelming amount of information. It kind of reminds me um, of being like at a music teacher conference sometimes, right? <laughs> you can come away from a couple days of professional development hearing so many extraordinary things from your genius level colleagues, <laughs> but you get home and it's incredibly difficult to implement any of those changes because you kind of feel like you have to change everything. And so what do you end up doing? Well, sometimes nothing. Many of us end up changing nothing when we get home. <laughs> That's not really the best outcome, right? So I have to point out that all of the instances I just described 
are moments where I, like as a fully grown adult, have felt overwhelmed by too many good words. So if we, as grown-ups, are this easily overwhelmed by well-intentioned ideas, just imagine for a second how a child is supposed to feel. We can't possibly expect our students to soak up our wise words if we're throwing too many their way. Here's like a super important truth for today. Are you ready? (laughs) Saying it doesn't mean they've learned it. Am I right? (laughs) Saying it does not mean that they have learned it. (laughs) Enter the magic of a studio mantra. If there is an overarching lesson that you would like your students to learn for the year, using it as your theme for that year can be a really great way of communicating it on a deeper level. So in my case, students see this mantra every week when they enter the studio. It's on the front of their binders, which they are looking at each week at home. Anytime I say anything remotely on brand with that motto, I point to it on the letterboard in the line of sight of my piano. (laughs) And after a while, yes, sometimes students will kind of roll their eyes and say, yeah, 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 I know. But isn't that kind of exactly what we're going for? That our words of wisdom are so deeply ingrained that students don't feel like they actually need to hear it again? I count that a victory. I want to build these ideas deeply into my students' thought processes. So all this talk, and I'm sure you're wondering what types of phrases I have used for these mantras, right? Well, let's talk about some specific examples. Of course, you are welcome to use anything I mentioned today, or even better, I hope that this inspires you to consider writing your own. It can be a quote you love, an idea you find yourself repeating all too often, or I don't know, whatever the case may be. Let's hop back to 2019. In the fall of 2019, my studio motto was taken from James Clear's life-affirming book, Atomic Habits. Side note, if you haven't already read Atomic Habits, there is no time like the present, my friends. It is seriously so good. (laughs) I don't know anyone on this planet who cannot bring some solid takeaways from that book. My favorite part of Atomic Habits is the fact that there are multiple passages that I have been saying nearly word for word for years. So that in and of itself is wildly affirming, you know, to like read research that backs up what your own life experience has taught you. And I imagine many music teachers feel the same way because we have been saying this stuff for a long time. (laughs) But I promise you'll probably pick up some new tips too. So Atomic Habits by James Clear, Um, It almost feels cliche to mention it because so many of us have read it and talked about how great it is, but here it is, one more vote for Atomic Habits by James Clear. So anyway, back to 2019, my studio mantra was taken from James Clear's own words. 
You get what you repeat. <laughs> you get what you repeat. So it's a simple statement. It's a very easily digested thought. But it's also one that backs up something that typically takes me like seven times as many words to say. <laughs> when it comes to practice habits, I am definitely prone to launch on a lengthy diatribe basically says, you know, like if you practice something eight times incorrectly, then play it twice correctly and move on. Well, tomorrow your body is still going to default to all those mistakes you made for those eight times rather than the two times you did it correctly, right? We all know this to be true. Well, simply saying you get what you repeat is a lot more effective. It's a lot less words. It's a lot more effective. <laughs> so in making that my studio motto for the year, I got to launch on the lengthy treatise explanation once, <laughs> then point out how the motto kind of summed it all up. And then the rest of the year, anytime we talked about practice habits, all I had to do was point to that sign and say, <laughs> you get what you repeat. It's a good one, right? <laughs> Let's talk about fall of 2020. <laughs> well, in the fall of 2020, we were still, of course, up to our eyeballs in pandemic living. <laughs> we were embarking on a school year that no one knew how it was going to roll. We were coming off our first few months of online exclusive lessons, and we had an unknown number of weeks left in that format. So I felt like it was a perfect time to focus on one of my own Achilles heels, which is perfection. Ah, perfection. <laughs> you know, much like I talked about in episode 41, where I mentioned about the importance of being solid before we worried about being spectacular. <laughs> Uh, that year, I chose to focus on the very simple, very widely used adage, progress over perfection. So for fun, I made the letters on my letterboard all crooked for the word perfection. <laughs> so progress was neatly written and perfection was like all messed up. <laughs> and I've got to tell you, that drove lots of my students crazy. <laughs> so could I have straightened them out? Sure, but why would I? <laughs> because my students continued to look at that board with the words progress over crooked perfection every week. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I don't think I have to talk about why it's so important for musicians to focus more on the idea of progress than perfection to you, because I think you already know. But that was our 2020 theme. That, of course, brings us to this fall, which is 2021. <laughs> I really agonized over this year's theme, like more than I usually did. Um, and I just really wanted something in the vein of that whole solid before spectacular kind of thing. Um, but it was just pretty similar to last year's theme. And I haven't quite figured out the phrasing that I want for that one yet. So anyway, I settled on this. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Invest in your future self. Invest in your future self. So here's the deal. 
I remind my students all the time that like future Stephen or future Kelly will be grateful for the work they're putting in today. A month before any kind of performances, I am always reminding students that they need to be putting in the work for their future selves. (laughs) We spend a lot of time talking about how great it will feel to accomplish their goals. You know, we invest in our future selves. And now, again, I get to do a deep dive on that concept once, maybe twice, with each student, and then it's smooth sailing. I just point to the sign on my wall. I don't even have to say a word. (laughs) Or I just tap the front cover of their binder, and they know what I'm going to say. Invest in your future self. (laughs) So in that, I'm saving words while I'm still communicating an important lesson. So it's just a win all across the board. Incidentally, (laughs) have you noticed all three mantras I've mentioned are like infinitely applicable to other areas of life? (laughs) Is that on purpose? You bet it is. (laughs) But here's my question for you. Even if you are not going to publicly declare a formal studio motto for the year, what would yours be? I mean, seriously, we live in the age of Instagram where you can find inspirational quotes and ideas everywhere. (laughs) So if you're not feeling creative yourself, there is no shortage of online graphics on every social media platform imaginable to help you find one, right? So can you point to an idea or maybe a lesson or a mindset Anything that you believe deeply in enough to make it your studio focus for this school year, it really isn't too late. You know, make a cool graphic online, print it out, and hang it on your wall. (laughs) Make your students repeat it at the end of every lesson. I don't know, put it on a t-shirt. It doesn't matter what you do because the possibilities are endless. I just think that this idea can help your efforts, first of all, to appear more professional, more organized, more thought out. But truly, I think it really just helps you focus your your attention on something that you really, 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 really believe. And that attention, friends, is what's going to make you a better teacher. And because you care about being a better teacher... I am offering up a toast to you today. Music teacher friends all around the world, (laughs) our words are very powerful. They carry with them such influence and such wisdom. You know, the power to build up as well as the power to destroy. Our words draw our students closer to us, and they can also cause distance. So, as you continue to consider the priorities that you are communicating to your students, may you be inspired today to consider a studio mantra, even if it's just for you. You know, that's not against the rules. Like, you don't have to share this. It can be just something you use inside your heart. I am here cheering you on, like quite literally, as you ponder what really means the most to you in your current season of teaching. 
And when you figure it out, I wish you luck in finding as many ways to communicate that as possible. So cheers to you, my very brilliant friends. Hear, hear. Thank you again for listening to episode number 43. You all know I love you and I appreciate you and, you know, all the other stuff. (laughs) So here's the deal. Truth be told, podcasting can be a lot of work. (laughs) I like to brush it off like it's nothing, but seriously, there is a big investment of time here. So if you feel so inclined truly one of the very kindest things you can do for any podcast that you listen to is to leave written reviews on any of the platforms that allow you to do so. Right now, the biggest one happens to be Apple Podcasts. So if you can find the time to write a written review for this podcast or seriously any other podcast you enjoy, I promise you it really matters. Even if you're listening to one of those really big podcasts, like with bajillions of subscribers, it still really makes a difference. So as artists who support other artists, I would encourage you to think of shows that you would be willing to review. And by the way, make sure you're also subscribed because subscribing helps you get notified of new episodes And it also helps the algorithm powers that be to share this podcast with more people. So thank you for letting me be obnoxious and mention all of that. (laughs) Don't forget to follow Beyond Measure Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. We have a good time over there on that Instagram. And as we wrap up today, let me just offer my usual reminder to work hard, rest well, and be nice. (laughs) Thank you so much, my friends. You are the best.